This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf Sports Edge. I am your host, Rick Wolf. Well, let me ask you this. Do you know the name Olivia Moultrie? Well, she's a 13-year-old Wonderkin soccer star who just signed a pro contract with Nike. That's right. I said she's 13 years old. Not only is Olivia going to basically forego her high school career in soccer, she's in seventh grade, uh, but she's also turned down a full scholarship from the perennial soccer powerhouse uh, University of North Carolina so she can turn professional. And that's right, I mentioned to you she's 13 years old. Now, her mom and dad, of course, are fully behind this decision. She signed with Nike just a few weeks ago, uh, and she works out with the Portland Thorns of the National Women's Soccer League. Uh, Though, according to league rules, uh, she really can't play in an official game until she's 18. That would be five years from now. Uh, And I should also point out that she's she's homeschooled, so that obviously, even though she has uh, two other uh, siblings, uh, mom and dad figured, well, the best way to, to, ba- to train her for her career as a soccer player is to have her at home, and then she can train during the afternoons uh, on soccer. Now, you, if you've listened to my show over the last few months, the last few years, you know where I'm going with this. My question is, as a sports parent, would you let your own child sign a contract when she or he is 13 years old? Now, look, I'm not talking about accepting a college athletic scholarship at 13. We've talked about that many times in the past. Uh, But again, we're not talking about somebody being 13 and going on to play at the collegiate level at that age. Uh, Rather, you you get that athletic scholarship once you've completed your four years of high school playing varsity sports, and then you go on to college when you're presumably 18 years old. This is a 13-year-old signing a real professional contract with Nike, uh, and she's going to basically get to the point where she'll be competing against women who, for the most part, have played high school or travel or club team, and at some point, you know, college soccer before turning professional themselves. Nike, as you might imagine, is planning to making Olivia into a centerpiece of their ads going forward. I'm curious as to what you think about this because, you know, in many ways, Olivia's case is sort of like the the dream come true for so many sports parents these days that we're trying to accelerate our kids so that they eventually get a chance to, you know, rise above all the rest, all their peers, and now they're going to be at the point where they're going to be uh, turning pro. The question is, is 13 too young? 
You know the number. It's one 337 6666 Again, this may be the very best test case of a young kid pursuing his or her dreams uh, to go on to become a star. Now, again, there we've had some cases like this in the past. Some soccer fans might recall Freddie Adu. Remember him? He was a teenage phenom at age 14. But he never, and he's still playing soccer today, and he's around 30, but he never really seemed to reach the, the pinnacle uh, or reach the, the, the kind of stardom that everybody predicted for him. Uh, and then there's Christian Pulisic. Uh, well, he, you know, quite a big soccer player for Dortmund. You know, he's, um, he's a star, but again, he didn't sign pro until he was 16. That, that was three years older than what Olivia is today. All right, let's, let's talk about this because, as I said, uh, on a sort of a smaller level, just one kid pursuing her dreams with the blessing of her parents, and she has this contract now with Nike. But is this, is this the, the kind a, is this the right thing to do as a sports parent for your child? Again, foregoing all high school sports, all travel sports, all you know college sports, and just going right to the head of the class and saying, okay, I'm a pro soccer player, and Nike is paying me, presumably, a lot of money to do this. One eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Let's um, let's talk about this uh, with Sam over in Hackensack. Sam, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning, Rick. I love your show. I read the Sports Illustrated article, and I said to your screener, I wanted to puke. You could take a pen and you could mark every point of that story. You talk about what's wrong with youth sports. Mm-hmm. They've taken this kid, and they basically have co-opted her life. It's all soccer all the time. You're right. I can't imagine the psychological issues that she could have if, God forbid, she doesn't make it. Well, because you talk about putting everything on one number on the roulette wheel. And I'll tell you, I think it borders on child abuse. Yep. And I think we have to step back and say, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> Sam, I, of course, I, I had heard about Olivia Moultrie a few weeks ago. And then, as you said, there was an article in Sports Illustrated. And I'm thinking, this is... This is really sort of strange, and it really, Sam, right to your point, it really is, is this all about child abuse? Is this all, is this all about the parents saying, look at us, my kid is a star, my kid got a contract with Nike? But Sam, to your point, the questions I think anybody would raise is, you know, is this, what happens here? This kid's a, a seventh grade, or she would be in seventh grade if she weren't being homeschooled. The question is, what happens along the way? Suppose... She she gets injured. She tears her ACL. Suppose mm-hmm. she has concussion issues playing against uh, older or bigger players. Uh, what what if she gets to be sixteen and you know sort of you know puts weight on and and uh, doesn't mm-hmm. develop this? I mean, so many things can go haywire here. And of course, the biggest question is psychologically. Every time this kid goes onto a soccer pitch for the next few years. Every eye is going to be focused on her. The, the, the pressure, the psychological pressure that's going to be placed upon her is going to be immense. And I just don't that's know. That's a great if, point, too. You know, I just don't know how that works with a kid who's 13. And look, I've seen video of her. Perhaps you went on and saw some video of her as well. She's a gifted athlete, and there's no question. But even the SI article said, eh, she doesn't really go out and dominate games. It isn't like she's, but again, she's 13. I mean, it just it's very curious as to, is Nike so convinced that this is the way they're going to put women's soccer on the map? I just, I don't know. And, um, Sam, I tell you, I, I have concerns as well. Thank you for the call this morning. I appreciate you got it. it. 
you. Thank, thank you. Thanks, Sam. You know, and, and that's exactly, Sam immediately focused on this issue. What, is this, what does this mean? What does this happen here? I mean, uh, you know, the, the, there have been, I guess, three attempts at having professional women's soccer in this country, and, and the current one, the National Women's Soccer League, man, it's the team in Portland, Oregon, they're doing well, I guess. They're drawing, they're drawing about maybe 17,000 fans a game, but all the rest of the country is not doing so hot, and there have been other leagues that have come and gone. Yeah, we know about the Team USA. You know, it's a lot of splash playing against the, you know, in the World Cup. That's a big thrill, but that doesn't really translate into pro sports as much as other, you know, other teams, other leagues have uh, in terms of other sports. But, again, this case study of Olivia Moultrie, a 13-year-old kid, and you look at the video of her and, or look at pictures of her, she looks like she's in middle school, which is what she should be doing. I tell you, it's just, it sort of makes me want to sit back and reflect a bit. Let's move on. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Ted over in Elmsford and Westchester. Ted, good morning. You're on the fan. Yeah, how you doing, Rick? Yeah, it's Ed, not Ted, but oh, sorry, I, I Ed. love the show. Thank you. And, uh, you know, when I first saw this article, the first thing I thought of is, you know, they're robbing these kids of their childhood. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, my kids all played a lot of high school and a little bit of college sports, and, and it was such a, a phenomenal experience for them. And, and they're robbing. And then, you know, I, I saw the other day when they did the baseball draft, Al Leiter's son, you know, it was a potential first or second round pick, but he's for going it to to go the uh, to go to college because mm-hmm. I think it was Vanderbilt or somewhere and you know and I think that's because you get people like that kind of understand it you got to let these kids live their lives and be kids and enjoy high school enjoy college and you, you really got to wonder what's going to happen to these kids when they get older and, and like you said they've been robbed of their childhood you know Ed I I'm, I that's that's um, that's exactly what we're talking about here because you know the the, the this girl. Uh, she's going to be shielded away from all those experiences of being around girls her own age who are playing soccer as well and would normally play at a high school level for three or four years or play in the summer leagues or playing in travel. Uh, she's not going to have that. She's surrounded right now. She sort of she plays. She she goes through training sessions. She works out with the uh, the Portland Thorns, which are as you might imagine comprised of of women. Uh, who have played college and are now in the pro ranks. Uh, many of them are in their 20s or even early 30s, you know. And in the article, they, they were interviewed, and, and they were very polite to say nice things about Olivia, but they all said, well, you know, I couldn't have done this when I was 13. Uh, I just wasn't physically or psychologically ready to play at that level. And it, clearly they were having some – they were very polite in how they talked about it, but clearly they were having some – some misgivings as to whether or not this was the right approach for a youngster to go through. And as we just mentioned with uh, the previous call over Sam, I, you know, so many things can go the wrong way here with a kid this young, including you're basically saying, as you said, Ed, they're, they're, you're taking away uh, consciously, the, you're taking away the, the fun that you would have playing with teammates and having relationships uh, on a team. It's just gone. It's just not going to happen, hey. you know? It's the selfishness on the parents' part because you know they're doing it for their you know their fame, their glory, and, and their money, and they're, they're taking it away from the kids. Uh, you know that I, uh, it's hard to sort of walk away from that reality, but that's unfortunately what it seems. Uh, I don't know much about uh, either the mom or the dad. Uh, the article in SI talked about the fact that the mom, I guess, played soccer in college at the University of South Carolina. The dad had played basketball. 
at a um, somewhat remote NAIA school in Montana or someplace. Uh, but, you know, so they're athletes. But again, is, is this like, is this just too much too soon? And that's the question we're talking about. Hey, Ed, thank, thank you for the call this morning. Appreciate it. Uh, All right, know, thank you. Uh, you know, we're talking about this girl you may have heard of. Her name is Olivia Moultrie. She's 13. She's supposed to be a superstar soccer player. She signed a pro contract with Nike, uh, and she works out with the uh, the Portland Thorns of the National Women's Soccer League. And the question we're asking today is, is this great news? Is this wonderful? Is this the epitome of all sports parenting dreams come true, that you have a kid who's 13 and signs pro? Or is this sort of a... Is this sort of somehow symptomatic of the craziness that we have today in this country when it comes to sports parenting that, uh, well, this kid won the race with her parents' blessing, and now she's going to turn pro uh, and give up all of her high school and college possibilities? one 337 6666 that is our number. Let me take a timeout. John Minko has your update when I return We'll come back to discussing this uh, this most fascinating situation. And welcome back to the Sports Edge. Uh, I'm your host, Rick Wolf. We're talking about the curious case of Olivia Moultrie, 13-year-old soccer star, who just basically turned pro, signing a, a pro contract with Nike, and she's obviously uh, very eager to pursue her soccer career, obviously at a very young age. And I'm asking whether or not as a sports parent, that makes sense to you because, in effect, she's now walking away from uh, any, any playing in high school or in college. In fact, she turned down a full scholarship, apparently, from uh, Anson Dorrance, the legendary coach at the University of North Carolina. Uh, in fact, I, um, I, a couple of things I want to bring to your attention because uh, it was a big piece, uh, an excellent piece in Sports Illustrated about this situation with uh, Olivia. Uh, first of all, her dad uh, was quoted as saying, and quote, I tell her, meaning Olivia, all the time, nobody cares that you're the best at 12. If you're not the best at 17 or 18, nobody's going to care. Well, that's sort of true, and I, I think, I don't know if the father is, is using that. I guess he's using that as some sort of motivational tool to inspire her to keep playing hard and to keep developing her skills. But, you know, why would you just not let her keep playing through club and travel and other developmental programs so that she could be terrific at age 17 or 18, go on to get the college scholarship at UNC, and then if she's really still a superstar, then go on to, to play pro at that age as opposed to trying to bypass this and accelerate her, her career. And as the callers have already said this morning, she's given up all those, the, the, those fun years playing with a team, her friends her age, and so on and so forth. Uh, the article also went on to say that uh, in February of this year, Olivia gave up her Tar Heel scholarship and college eligibility. She signed a deal with Wasserman Media Group, uh, soon became the youngest female team athlete signed by Nike, uh, according to sources with knowledge of that arrangement. It's an incentive-laden, I think that's important to keep in mind, a multi-year contract that includes guaranteed money up front and could could earn Olivia millions of dollars. Now, Nike, of course, declined to comment as to how much, but the keys here, the key words to me at least, are incentive-laden, meaning she has to earn uh, this money as she gets older, and it could earn her millions, but she doesn't probably get millions now. Uh, we do have to assume that 300000 is probably guaranteed because it passes what uh, UNC's a- Anson Dorrance's test. He says, quote, I tell my girls that if they give up a scholarship, which is worth about $300,000 to go to UNC, they need to have an option that is worth more than that. So keep that all in mind. 
Um, you know, this is curious. And again, my question to you is, is this, is this a good thing to do? Is this going to be something that's just an outlier? Uh, or is this going to be something of a precedent-setting situation for the other, other young athletes in this country? Let's go to uh, Mary at Long Island. Mary, good morning. You're next up good on the morning. fan. I'm sorry? <laughs> you have the greatest shows. You really do. Um, I don't read Sports Illustrated, so I didn't know about this story. Um, you brought it to my attention for the first time. Uh-huh. Um, in my opinion, this doesn't border on child abuse. This is child abuse. These are all the decisions of the parents under the guise that she, a child, wants to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing that you said, she doesn't have a traditional young athlete's life. I equate this to these young children who are on sitcoms or in movies, and look how their lives turn out later on. Um, that's an interesting analogy to, you know, childhood uh, media or TV stars. Yeah, interesting. Okay. And I just think um, right now, she's a little girl. I mean, how old is she? 13. 13? Yeah. She's a child. Yeah. And the yeah. parents are controlling her life. Uh, well, I, this it, sickens me. It really does. Mary, uh, you know, nobody has used the term, at least I haven't seen it in the, the research I've done, to call it uh, child abuse, uh, because on the outside, superficially, it certainly seems like, oh, this is wonderful. This is a girl who obviously is a prodigy. Uh, she's on her way to fame and fortune. And maybe that's true. Maybe she will blossom into the world's greatest female soccer player. We don't know that, but right now, looking at the facts, it sort of say, well, you know, this is sort of like with a kid who's 13 and, and wants to be, uh, just spend every day in, in a candy store. Uh, quite frankly, you know, sure, that sounds great, but, you know, is that really the right thing to have a kid just eat candy all day? Uh, she's going to play soccer all day. And, and I just, uh, something doesn't, something sounds a little off here, Mary, and I, I I hear you loud and clear. Thank, thank you for your kind comments about the show. Thank you, Mary. Let's, You're welcome. Thank let's you. move on. Let's go to um, let's go to uh, to Jim out in Huntington. Jim, good morning. You're on the fan. Rick, how are you? Good, good. to talk to you. Yes, Jim. You too. Yeah, I personally don't have a problem with this because it, any savant, uh, whether it's in sports or in, in the arts or music, if they're all exploited in some way, shape, or form when they're young. I mean, you can take uh, child piano players, Tiger Woods, anyone you want. So that's that rarity. My, my argument is children today in sports are not being treated as athletes. They're being treated as status symbols, no different than when my parents got a car back in the 60s and everybody said, oh, my God, it's a new car. Yep. That's what kids are today. And, and kids shouldn't be treated as chattel and but when you have a savant, they've got to be able to go. Uh, and, and however messed up they get in life, I mean, that really is up to the surroundings that they deal with. I mean, Tiger Woods isn't perfect, and he was a savant. He was put up at three years old on a tonight show, for crying out loud. So Yeah, but Tiger, did, remember now, Tiger, Jim, I hear you loud and clear, and I'm glad you bring up this other perspective on this. You know, Tiger didn't turn pro until he was 19 after he'd done a year of college at Stanford. And now, of course, well, he was surrounded by a lot of, you know, other accoutrements along the way. Because people knew he was going to go pro, but he was—he wasn't—he didn't, you know. And I know he played golf on on the, the Tonight Show and stuff like that when he was three, but he wasn't—he didn't really turn pro until he was nineteen. 
but, but Burke, you remember the paradigm has changed over the years. Yes. If it was if it was allowed back then for Tiger to be a pro in the PGA, then he would have been. This girl is not a pro yet. I mean, granted, she's been signed by Nike, but you know as well as I do, Nike has been doing this for. 40 years looking for the next Michael Jordan with yep. the ABCD camps and everything else. Right. So the exploit, so the exploitation is more not from the parent, it's from a company being able to have the ability to offer things like this to kids. Yep. So where do we, where do we stop that? So now you get a parent that has that kid on the borderline, you know, they're going to go for it. Hey, listen, I'm in high school athletics. We classify 12 and 13 year olds all the time to play with 18 year olds. And, you know, so where is the, you understand where I'm going with that? Well, Jim, let's where, talk about that. I mean, one of the major factors, and I talk to ADs all the time, uh, but, okay, you got a kid, let's say, uh, let's, say, let's say girls basketball, which happens a lot. you got a kid who's tall and is a very good athlete when she's in 7th or 8th grade, and she wants to play in the varsity. She wants to bypass middle school and freshman and go right to the varsity. And many times, if they pass the, you know, the, the, the physical test to do that, they're allowed, but there's always the next question of, is it right to have a kid who's 12 or 13, you know, basically be teammates with a kid who's 17 or 18? That's the, 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 the jump of those adolescent years is significant. Now, more times than not, Jim, you know that the kid does go and play on that basketball team on the varsity level, but at least there's a sense that the girls still in, are surrounded by kids her own age every day in class, and she socializes with the kids her own age as opposed to being just uh, you know isolated with kids who are 17 or 18. In this case, Olivia, she's, not, she's basically removed herself uh, from being surrounded by kids her own age. She's homeschooled, and she's basically you know, socializing with, with women in their 20s uh, who've already gone through the high school and college process. So I think there's a bit of a – it's just different. You know what I'm saying? It's just different. I, 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 total, I totally get that difference part of it. That's why I said when yeah. This is a she, if she is a true savant at, at her sport, then she should be able to go. That's my that would be well, our if she's true. But but who's the evaluation? Is the evaluator Nike? Is it the parent or is it the pro team? And the fact that she's homeschooled, if she lived in New York, she wouldn't be able to play a high school sport anyway. So you know, there's there's so many moving parts here. I just happen to say that if this kid is the best possible kid, let her go. I hear you, uh, Jim. I you know clearly. This was a uh, – and thank you for your comments today, Jim. Greatly appreciate you. it. You bet. And, and, you know, clearly this was a conscious decision made by her parents uh, who must have thought all this through. Again, I mentioned they both played, played college sports themselves. They must have decided, no, this makes sense. This is good. This is um, – I'm sure I'd like to think they have some other fallback situations where they're saying, well, you know, if this doesn't work out, can we somehow figure this out? But the thing is – the bottom line is exactly that. She signed a pro contract with Nike, so she's not going to go back to play any amateur sports ever again. Once you sign, you're a pro for life. And, again, that's that sort of concerns me. I mean, if it had been like sort of a, a temporary situation or probationary or let's try it out, you know, dip our, our toe into the water, no, no, she signed. And that that's that's the concern here. Let's move on. Let's go to uh, Vernon over in Manhattan. Vernon, good morning. You're on the fan. Morning, how you doing? Yeah, Vern. I, I, I sat here and, and just listened to everyone and to listen to the situation. This has so many pies of a, uh, cuts of a pie to slice it up and look at it. Um, I thought about Dave Winfield and Kobe Bryant. Mm -hmm. They went directly from high school to the pros. They didn't even go to college. 
Well, no, no, Dave Winfield played at Minnesota. Oh, he did? Okay, I didn't know. Yeah. Okay, so sometimes you may have a, a child that's well-gifted, and um, actually I prefer that the child actually be in school uh, with other kids. I don't think homeschooling is good enough because at least in the high school environment, you do get a round education of different people, different thought things that go on. Mm-hmm. Now, we go to the contract with um, Nike. Um, this is interesting because if Nike goes in and to go after a 13-year-old child, I can see other companies that sell their products are going to start looking at kids also to say, hey, listen, we don't go for the adults. Only, but now we're looking at younger people, and this could end up leading to other companies going after younger people. Mm-hmm. But because she signed that contract, this removes her for being uh, able to play amateur sports. Correct. So from, from my thought, it has two sides. One, it could be good because she's going to have money. Two, if she didn't sign and get hurt, Nike may not offer her the money, but she did get offered a full scholarship. So it's too many slices to this. It's a very, very hard decision. That's all I want to say today. Well, Vern, I, I, I did a nice job at recapping, uh, as you said, a lot of different layers here, and, and thank you for calling in. You know, that's exactly what we're talking about here. Does this make sense? And I don't know the, the financial situation of the parents. Uh, I know they have two other kids um, who play sports, apparently, but perhaps not at the same level that Olivia plays at. I also know that, obviously... Uh, we're talking about a team sport here. We're talking as opposed to individual sports like, you know, golf or tennis or things like that. It's the team sport. And we just don't know. Maybe this girl will go on uh, to, just as I mentioned before, to blossom to one of the great superstar athletes of our time. Certainly Nike feels she's a real good bet to do this because they have obviously signed her and have made a contract, uh, you know, uh, deal with her. Uh, and she's going to become the face, I assume, of, of, of Nike soccer for the next uh, decade or so. But again, it, we all know there's a lot of ifs in, when it comes to competitive sports, particularly with a kid who's 13 years old who really hasn't gone through adolescence yet. We don't know how her how she's going to grow, if at all. We don't know if she's going to uh, put weight on, if she's going to have any problems with her knees. I mean, concussions, a lot of factors go into this, and we just don't know what's going to take place. This is why, you know, this is so unprecedented because most pro uh, teams and, 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 and endorsers, they wait till a kid has been time-tested uh, through high school and through college uh, before they start saying, okay, we think you're good enough to play at the elite professional level and now you're 19 years old and let's, let's talk contract. But 19 is six years more than 13, and it's at the other end of having gone through the fire of competition at the, the, the most extreme and most uh, elite levels. This is different. It's a lot different. And as, as uh, Jim and Huntington have just called, there's also something about the fact that, you know, in this day and age, sports parents, sort of like sh- showing off to the rest of the world that my kid is a little more special than your kid. Maybe that's part of this as well. I just don't know. All right, let me, let me take a pause. When I return, we'll go right back to this discussion. Stay with me. And don't forget that uh, 9 o'clock this morning, Ed Randall will be here. And, of course, Ed will be talking baseball, as he does every Sunday here on The Fan. And, as always, I invite you to check out my website and my blog at askcoachwolf.com, where you can post your own thoughts and comments about the topics we discuss here uh, every week here on the Sports Edge. Um, 
Before I get back to our conversation about uh, about whether or not you allow your own 13-year-old daughter uh, to sign a pro soccer contract, I've got to tell you a quick story, uh, speaking of baseball. About a week or so ago, I get an email from a former a ball player of mine from Mercy College. You know, I coached there for a number of years back in the uh, the 80s. And uh, I got an email from Ted Sabato. Ted was a terrific hitter at uh, college. Um Worked hard at his craft, um, but I hadn't heard from Ted in probably 20 years. And he says to me in a nice note, say, Rick, I hope you're doing well, so on and so forth. Just a real quick heads up that uh, uh, my son Aaron Sabato uh, is is playing at the University of North Carolina as a freshman, and he's having a a good year. So I'm thinking, well, that's that's nice to hear and nice to hear from Ted. I'm glad to hear that baseball continues in his family and that, you know, it's that. So (laughs) I did a little homework and checked on Aaron Sabato. And, yeah, to say he's having a, a nice year as a freshman, well, he's a freshman All-American. He stands about 6'2", 6'3", he's about 220, uh, stands at the plate like his right-handed hitter, a lot like his father used to approach hitting. He's tight on the plate, uh, doesn't take much of a stride. He's hitting about 360 with like 16 or 17 home runs, 60 RBIs. I watched him yesterday against Auburn. He, he Three ropes for base hits, two two shots off the wall. So, yeah, Aaron Sabato is out of uh, the Brunswick School uh, in uh, Greenwich, Connecticut. Um, yeah, I'm thrilled. I'm excited. I'm sure that uh, UNC plays again today in the Super Regional against Auburn. If you get a chance, uh, check out this kid. He's just a hit machine. Uh, Aaron Sabato, again, a freshman for UNC. Okay, we're talking about whether or not you'd let your kid play, uh, sign a contract with Nike when they're 13 to play soccer uh, 1-877-337-6666. I'm curious. Let's go to uh, to Jack Smith and our good friend Jack. What do you, what do you think about all this situation with this kid turning pro? Well, well first of all, I watched Sabato yesterday. He's a machine. He's like uh, you know he had a bad at bat, looking at some some strikes that were questionable, but great hitter. Um, there's a lot of things like one of your callers talked about, Rick, about how many different things you got to look at here. Yep. You know, other than her being cheated out of her childhood, which is probably the most, as a teacher and a mentor and a coach and even a father, it's the most important years of your life developing socially, mentally, and physically. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you talked about Freddie Adu. Well, one of my best friends, Mark Grabo, out in California. You know, he played professional soccer, and, you know, Freddie played for 20 different teams in 11 different countries. He's struggling to find a team right now, and here's something that nobody talks about, and this is, you know, this is only from what I gather. Never went to college, never got a college education, and the chances of him ever going back are slim to none. Right. In, 2000, in 2010, Major League Baseball Out of all of their major league baseball players that year that came up from minor leagues for, you know, you know, for a cup of coffee and every guy that was on that 25 man roster, there were only 26 players that had college educations. Now these two parents, they both went to college. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what this girl is passing up, and this is, in my opinion, being a girl soccer coach at the varsity level for over 30 years. She's giving up one of the best programs in the history of girls' soccer. Um, Durant, okay, and Anson Durant is probably a coach that every single one of these professional teams would love to have. She'll get better training with Durant. 
And Nike signed her and said that, you know, her signing bonus or what we're paying her is worth more than or as much as a four-year scholarship. Is it worth the value of the education that she's going to get? Because the chances of her ever going back to school if she doesn't get college, if she doesn't go to college, is slim to none. This kid has probably the tools, but... The, one of your callers said, Rick, that, you know, if she was, you know, the, the one, the, you know, like Freddie, you know, Freddie Adu, he was the next coming of Pele, okay? And that's yeah. how they looked at him. That's uh -huh. what they wrote him up to be. If this girl is that, why is the professional contract that she's probably going to sign based on performance, based on incentives? If they thought she was it, there would be none. And let me ask one more question. How many of these professional soccer players at the women's level can live off their salaries? Jack, this is less all, than, <laughs> these are all know, good questions. Uh, to, yeah. I mean, you the, know, the, 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 I mean, the development that she's losing as a kid, you know, and like I said, I, I've been a teacher for 44 years, 43 years I taught. And to watch a kid develop from the ages of 12 to 18 is just amazing. I, and, you know, the, it's all about these parents. I'm telling you right now, they're making the biggest mistake of their life. They both went to college. They I, both are college graduates. I mean, what are they thinking? Well, what are they thinking? Jack, let me, let me stop you there because you make excellent points. Yes, <laughs> there's no question. I mean, the, 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 you said the, the girl is basically walking away from all these, these issues, these variables, the, the, the physical, social, psychological. Both parents did go to college. Uh, you know, having a chance to play for Anson Dorrance at UNC is, a, is walking away from that. The guy's won like 21 national championships. I mean, he's legendary. It, it's and and he she could have done all this. She could have played and been a star in high school. She could have played the travel team. She could have played in college, and then she could still turn pro at age 21. I, it doesn't make any sense. So here's here's something else that we haven't mentioned. In fact, I just got a text from uh, Dr. Robert Freed um, that also talked about, and you and I have talked about this before, what about burnout? Yeah. What happens if this kid yeah. gets to 15 years old and says, you know what, the hell with this, I'm not doing this anymore, I want to be a kid. You know, she's homeschooled, that's the first mistake that these parents are making. Because of, because of her training, it just doesn't make any sense, you know. We talked about injury, you talked about injury, what happens if she gets big? Ask any soccer player right now if they've gone five years, because that's how long she's going to have to wait to ever touch a professional uh, soccer ball. How many have gone five years without an injury? And do you think that they're going to sign her if she gets injured in these well, next five years? Jack, let me, let, me, let me stop you because I have to get some other calls. But, yeah, these are all the basic no questions. Th thank you for your thoughts, Jack. Uh, you know, and, You're and, more than welcome, Rick. Thanks, Jack. And, and you know, the thing is, yeah, you know, this is she's going to be under a real microscope, and it's and again Nike in their in their comments has said, oh, a lot of this is incentive laden, as Jack points out, and that's an important aspect of this. They want to see her live up to the hype, but again, I, gee whiz, you as a mom or dad, and using a little parental common sense, um, geez, this is this is quite a leap of faith. Let's uh, let's move on. Let's go to John over in Dumont. John, what do you think? You're on the fan. Good morning. How are you, Rick? Good, Good. morning. Yeah. Listen, I, I totally disagree with your previous caller. Okay. I, 
But I, I'm also thinking that maybe the parents know more about their kids than everybody else. And in a case like this, I mean, let's not make North Carolina out to be something really great. Here they are. They're offering a college scholarship to a kid that's 13 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't that kind of taking advantage of the kid? I mean, how do how did they know that the kid's going to be any good in a couple of years? I think in this case, you have a, you have a chance for a kid to actually use the system, get some money out of Nike, and uh, go from there. I mean, I don't. You got child actresses. Does anybody question that? What about the you got you got these crazy parents with gymnastics? You know, their kids are ten years old and they're practicing. But John, this seems five to me hours a day. Yeah, but to your point, this seems very parallel to having you know uh, crazy parents who have kids who are are doing gymnastics at at uh, prepubescent ages or parents who are, of child actors out in Hollywood. This seems like very much the same. I mean, we're not, no. talk, we're not talking about a kid going on to play, uh, getting a college scholarship. Well, that's pretty cool. The kid's only 13 years old. That's, you know, four years away. But the fact is, we're talking about playing the professional. We're talking about pro, which is the elite of the elite of college players. This is a little nuts. And the kid's going to walk away from all the normal everyday experiences of life. Well, that, well, yeah, but that's why I'm saying I really, you know, I, was, I would hope that the parents kind of know more about their child than, you know, people calling a radio talk show. Well, and I, assuming that's right, I mean, I don't know that's right, but... John, I, you know, I assume the parents are being told, I'm sure the parents are being told, and I don't know the parents at all, but I assume they've been told for the last few years that your kid is something special. Your kid is something unique. Your kid's going to be a superstar. She clearly is, is uh, way above. She plays soccer with a certain type of verve and, and ability that has not been seen before. People keep telling the parents that. Then the parents are going to say, well, maybe maybe we got something special here. And some here comes Nike, comes around and says, you know, we'd like to sign your daughter to a contract. Um, and, and, you know, we let her work out with a pro team and so on and so forth. You know, parents do love to hear these things. There's no question. Every yeah. parent wants to hear this. But the question is, at some point, you would think, okay, let's take a step back. Once that kid signs that contract, or I guess the parents sign on her behalf since she's a minor, I mean, is this the right thing to do? I mean, is this we're, – we're at a point now in our society where we're saying we hold the – having a chance to sign a pro contract is going to be more important than letting our child have a normal development as a kid in school and college? I mean, I just – it's it's yeah. You may look, John. We yeah. may be you may be totally right. This kid may be the next uh, Mia Hamm uh, and whatever, and, and be a superstar forever. But we also know there are cases like Freddie Adu who got a tremendous amount of hype when he signed when he was fourteen uh, and never really reached the the you know the top in terms of being a pro soccer player. Um, a little different with pushy parents. Uh, of course, the classic case of Todd Marinovich. Uh, you know, who eventually became a star quarterback at USC and played the NFL and unfortunately ran into all sorts of drug issues in his mid-20s. So there are a lot of things going on here. And, John, i got to take a break, but thank you for your call. I just wonder, I just, as I said, I, I wonder whether or not, again, parents may know their parents. Parents may know a kid better than anybody, but even then, parents can't see into the future. You just don't know how good your kid's going to be. If they're a star at 12 or 13, will they still be a star you know, when they're 18. And that's that's the question We why we play sports. We just don't know what's going to happen. All right, let me take a pause. I'll be back. Stay with me. Big Wolf Sports Radio 101.9 FM The Fan 
Well, as one of the other callers this morning, and we had a lot of great calls, uh, this is a very multi-layered situation about having a 13-year-old girl sign a professional contract to play soccer. Uh, you know, is she ready? How is she going to develop? What about possible physical injuries in the next four or five years before she's allowed to actually play in a professional game? What about burnout? What happens if she doesn't uh, progress to a point where she becomes a superstar? What happens to her psyche uh, by missing out on all those years of high school and college? Uh, not having a college degree, uh, maybe she will go back and, and get a degree from college uh, while she's you know going through her professional soccer career. But you know, turning down a prestigious scholarship from the University of North Carolina, I mean, she could always sign pro after playing in college. So many factors here. I'm also concerned about the fact that this is maybe perhaps emblematic of where we are with youth sports in this country. We're so keen on accelerating our kids through the competitive system to earn a scholarship or to turn pro that I, I do worry if we are sacrificing our kids' childhoods for the sake of competitive athletics. And maybe the case of Olivia Moultrie, well, that, that should be Exhibit A. We'll see how this plays out in the next four or five years. I mean, I just worry about we're so focused on pushing our kids into climbing up that pyramid of sports. Is that really fair to them? Again, what happens to them psychologically when their their playing days are over? And we never know when that's going to take place, whether it's in their teens or in their college years or beyond that. It's, it's, it is a real concern. And, and again, don't forget, when women's pro soccer in this country, we've seen three leagues that are not really blossoming yet. There's no real money to be made in professional women's soccer in the U.S. Yes, a little different over in Europe. But we're not talking about the kind of money you can make, let's say, playing, you know, basketball or, or, or football or other sports, uh, particularly for the men. It's just a real, real concern, no matter how you slice this together. All right, that's going to do it for me on this edition of the Sports Edge. My thanks this morning to Brian Rascona. Please stick around for Ed Randall. He is up next. I'll see you next Sunday right here on the Sports Edge. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.